This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. The last time we checked in with our ground crew, Pluto and Donna were sharing a semi-private moment that was actually kind of sweet. Well, except for Mr. Southers in the background shouting, Go on and get a gold member! Fortunately, they seemed as oblivious to his presence as Romeo was to the post-it note on Juliet's forehead that read, Wait for it. moonlight in your eyes, my lady. It has been a while, hasn't it? That ain't moonlight, Goldilegs. Sadly, for our star-crossed lovers, just before their lips could meet, there was what is known in certain circles as a ruckus. They're here! Guards! Stay where you are. You're surrounded! Okay, now dang it. I was looking forward to that guess. As was I, lady. Good work, Pluto. You led us right to them. What? No, I didn't. <laughs> you can drop the lover boy pose now, Lord Pluto. Pose? I knew it. Oh, damn. The old god mistakes a human for his long-lost lover trick. Ugh, I can't believe I fell for it. Ugh. Fair Persephone, you must believe me. I would never betray you. Oh, give it a rest, Pluto. You might have fooled them with your lover boy routine, but you're covered bone higher in a Scotsman's skirts after a baked bean breakfast. Come along, all of you. You did well, Pluto. No, this is deceit. Subterfuge, please. Donna, tell me you believe me. I, I, I don't know what to believe. All right, Felonius, I got them all gathered up for you. You go on ahead and bring them in. I need to be heading back up to G2HQ. I don't think so, Southers. There's someone back at the resort who'd like a moment of your time. Probably a foot of your lower intestine or a lobe of your liver. But I'll let the two of you sort that out. Now, hang on a minute there, Felonius. Oh, we know Tiberius is dead, Felonius. You're acting on your own authority, hmm? I mean, do you really think these guards will do as you say... 
They will, if they know what's good for them. Please, you can barely get your own shadow to follow you. Ooh, good one, honey. Except it's night. He knows what I mean. Ben does have a point, though. Hmm? I mean, a really good insult. Uh, well, it's not situation-specific. Oh, come on, no. I think a really good insult is like an egg. You can't escape it once it hatches. Right, Pluto? If you say so, lady. Quiet! I realize your only escape strategy is to drown your enemies in nonsense. But that won't work with me. Are you saying you'd like to escape from the plans we're hatching? Does that sound right, Pluto? Why are you talking to the enemy, Donna? Look at you. You're so happy to think Pluto's a bad guy. He called me stupid. A lot. Well, stop it. Uh, oh. You know what else is good at escape? The nut hatch. I feel you are trying to tell me something. We're talking about birds now? I'm running out of options. Good God, Pluto. <laughs> you, you sure? Not much good about this god. I am not your enemy. Yeah, well, it's hard to see you as a friend right now. Pluto, listen to me. Remember our walk to the grove. Remember what you told me. Before the Mike and Ikes. She thinks you have some sort of escape hatch. You gold-plated Valhalla has been. Valhalla? Oh, yes, I'd forgotten about that. Clearly. If you wouldn't mind. Raise one shiny finger and she's dead. Does this mean... You trust me. It means I trust you more than Polonius. That's not a high bar. So you'd better clear it, huh? I hope you enjoyed your last meal, my love. Because it was my last? Of course not. Because you're going to see it again. What the hell? Yes, I knew it. Oh, good lord. Stop! What have you done? Pluto. You'd better start talking or the next bloody hoof. Yes? Well, really? You can't ride that pony to its logical conclusion on your own. Where's Donna? Safe, I hope. You hope? Nothing is foolproof, and I fear I have been the biggest fool of all. We must hide to the tunnels. Oh, I'm not hiding anywhere until you tell us where Donna is. No one is hiding unless I tell them like to. Like Donna, you mean? Hmm? Yeah, she hid it out of here in a hurry, didn't she? Huh. I don't suppose you could do that little trick a second time there, could you, Pluto, my boy? Find me a little uh, hints to hide to. No. And now high sounds funny. Yeah, I'm starting to doubt the existence of these guards you're threatening us with. I mean, they're awfully quiet. Hmm? Stealth training. And where are they? It's a golf course. There's not a lot of things to hide behind. It's dark. It's not that dark. You're alone. Yo! Okay, except for Wild Eye. Really, Charlie? I thought we were friends. Here, Hudson. Unprofitable affection for Donna. He'll quite happily shoot the rest of you. Ah, that stings, Charlie. It really does. Ah, it's better than a bullet, I suppose. Right. 
Tunnel? Who's giving the orders here? As it happens, I was taking you to the tunnels anyway. March! Captive again, our ragged band heads across the 16th hole and back to the tunnels under the watchful, if poorly focused, gaze of Wild-Eye Charlie the Sniper. Oh, if he sees Julie occasionally stoop to retrieve a golf ball and stick it in one of her many pockets, he makes no move to stop her. Meanwhile, back on the ship, Howard and Emily have finished refurbishing the crew room, previously destroyed by Colin's eye lasers, or one of Lebichon Frise's nefarious but stupid plans, or a von Habesetzer experiment gone awry, who remembers? Anyway, it's fixed now, complete with new, soothing music and surprisingly functional equipment. It's so nice! <gasps> there are bookshelves? Does that mean there are also books somewhere on this ship? There are tooth marks on the tables. And on this chair. And on the refrigerator. Aw, oh, did you guys get hungry? Hey, yeah, you try setting up a uh, crew room with no arms here, uh, champ. We found this equipment in an almost identical room on the 15th level. Once we got this place all cleaned and reptilian, prepared, we had to bring it all down here without arms, appliances, furniture, Etouffee, etc. Well said, David. Why didn't you just leave it there and make that our new crew room? Crap. Hey, uh, I think I'm gonna uh, cry now. Yep, that's what's happening. I'm feeling the uh, WD-40 welling up. Where do you even have teeth? Uh, I'd like to claim this shelf for my novel. It will just be the manuscript at first, of course. <laughs> You'll all have to promise me you won't peek. Ooh, you could read it to us. Well. I don't know that anyone wants to hear it in this rough state. <laughs> I'll just go get it, shall I? Oi! That was weird. Uh, what was weird? Ooh, check out the feed trough. We, uh, installed that just for you, my, uh, four-legged, lustrous maned friend. Are you flirting with the zebra? Hey! Can't a, uh, repair body admire a, uh, well kept in there? Well, this is awkward. What happened, Olivia? Shall I go get my novel? Now, mind you, I only have about 800 pages so far. Olivia? Hmm? <laughs> you said something was weird? Did I? Don't think so. Your salad is ready. Did the microwave just say something? It said your salad is ready. Who puts a salad in the microwave? That is so cool! Say something else! Oh, yeah. All these uh, appliances are uh, tech. Is that the same voice as the alarm? Don't judge me. I was young. I needed the money. I was putting myself through the Ron Howard School for Expository Sciences. Hey, uh, open the uh, refrigerator door there, uh, late. There are tooth marks all over the handle. Quality control. Also, nibbles. Morning. You are nearly out of... Kudzu bread. Damn. I can just hear the tippy-tap of her heels through the hallway. I know what you mean. Earlier today, I could have sworn I smelled katsu bread baking. Here you all are. Wow, this is posh. If this says posh to you, I weep for your childhood. Hey, you've got a whole arm today. Which, Which is, is more, more than, than we have, incidentally. Have we not spurned and at least one arm back? Come on, Captain. 
what do you say? They're not going to try and kill me again, are you? No. See? No room for both symmetry and survival instinct, huh? Fine. One arm. But if you raise it against the crew, I'll set the al- Damn. I will keep an eye on them. Goodness. Such a lovely new crew space we have. Has anyone seen Joe? I am, uh, needing a clean up on aisle five, as they say. <laughs> if I listen to your novel, can I sit on your lap? No. Your cocktail is chilled. Oh, thank you. You are out of greens. Ah, I see we have the uh, talking appliances now. How spectacularly useless. Hello, Dr. Von Habesetzer. You're a weirdo. Whoa, it knows you? This is why I wanted the non-speaking variety for our crew room. The little boy who programmed the speaking of the appliances was a complete arschgeiger. I know you're a butt violin, but what am I? Und he uh, spoke a little German. Hassenscheiße. If Doc here is going to do get out with the microwave, perhaps the rest of us should hide to the bridge? Hi. Huh. No, no idea where that came from. Anyone seen Freeze today? Sulking in the swamp, I think. My research assistant finally agreed to do some actual research. What do you have him doing? Don't worry, Captain. It's nothing he can use to hurt anyone. I have him collecting different harmless samples to see if anything will work against the plants. Besides the mold. Such as? I had uh, several things on the list. Swamp water, those stinging brambles, venom from the cave snakes, a few mushrooms. Mushrooms? Not yours, Greg, I promise. There are several species of lichen in the caves, though, that are really interesting. Yeah, I'm liking those. Is that why he was scraping an egret's tongue? I thought maybe that was some weird assassin ceremony. He's scraping the tongue of a rabid bird, so you naturally assumed it was part of some odd assassin ritual. <laughs> exactly how did you make that logical leap? And remind me again of the requirements to be an Oz captain. He'll be scraping you off the ceiling in a minute. Retracted. But really... Dr. Theo, do you really think venom, diseased spittle, nettles, and potentially psychedelic cave-lichen are harmless in the hands of an assassin? Le Bichon Frise hasn't shown any signs of recovered intelligence in quite a while. My hope is he'll get wrapped up in vines the way Captain Jesse did. But that would kill him. Mm, sadly, no. But it would take him out of action for a day or so. Leet, why are you holding my hand? To comfort you? But I'm not anxious. You're awake. Fair. It's nice. I thought you all were leaving. Seriously? We're being dismissed? By our refrigerator? My smoking ruin is chilled to perfection. Leave the fridge alone. What's in a smoking ruin? We are. Hey! I'm not entirely sure. There was just a button with a pair of big shiny pink lips on it. When I pushed it, it told me to wait 17 minutes and 9 seconds, and a smoking ruin would be delivered. And you assumed it was a cocktail and not your future aboard the Oz-9. Let's just say I was pleasantly surprised. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's log, stardate. 
I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp pooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. These trained, polished, elocutionarily perfect syllables? <sighs> Wasted. Anyway, on Bridge 19... Olivia! Olivia! You squawked? I did not. I need you to track Joe. I've been hunting his body tag all morning and not a hint. Look, Missy, I've already got two captains hollering every time we hit a space pothole. I'm not at your beck and bellow, all right? I do not bellow. You do? There, what's that? Where? That blip in Pod B. Oi, is that Pod B3? How come this bridge has eyes in? I don't know, nor do I care. I do. What cheek? Computer, where is Joe? I don't know. Hang on, I'll have a little look-see. Are you making swamp bread? Of course not. I may have made some earlier. This morning. You don't eat. I can if I want to. Ugh, no one wants to eat that dreck. Hey says the AI who cannot eat even if she wanted to. And I'm saying that's less of a disadvantage than people might think. Huh. Hang on. You want them to smell that, don't you? You want them to miss you. Please. I don't give a fig if Colin misses me. Colin? I did not say Colin. I said Alan. As in all in of them. I don't care if all in of them misses me. Ha! Pull the other one. Are you quite finished? Only because someone's bellowing from the other end. Make a note if that blip in Pod Bay 3 moves all right. I have other priorities. And my programming forbids surveillance of Pod Bay 3. By the way, did I hear an airlock open this morning? Oh, yeah. One of the zombies made its way down to our level, so I flipped him. Jane something rather according to his body tag. Not sure how a high school principal affords a pod on this buggy. Maybe his adoring students did a go fund me or something. Go frit me more like. <laughs> Are the other zombies getting close? Not to. I'll keep an eye on him. No peeking into Colin's bunk. <sighs> Don't be ridiculous. As if I would. Besides, he's invisible. Damn it. Back in the crew room, our gaggle of blunt objects are busy entertaining themselves by making the toaster and the ice machine argue. So let's leave the ship for a moment and check in on the other gaggle. Oh, man.
man. The, the lichen down here is hairy. That's not lichen, honey. What is it? Pers Tiberius. So that's... Scalp. Hand sanitizer? <coughs> he gave of himself so that the others might flourish. Rest his soul, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so apparently he didn't give of his feet. Hmm? I believe I just uh, stepped on one. Show some respect! No, I don't think I will. All right, Pluto, what was the mad rush to get here? Hmm? I'm the one with the sniper. I'll ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, your sniper is a crap shot at the best of times. Think you can hit us in here? Fine! I'm a far better shot, and I'm much closer. Is that a gun? My sharpshooter Barbie's gun was bigger than that, and less pink. Sharpshooter Barbie? My parents believed in equal opportunity toys. Mm, how very American. Did you enjoy that, or...? Sure. My brother was less excited about Crochet Ken, though. Crochet Ken. We wonder why men grow up like soft and squishy band hair. <laughs> Your hairdo costs more than my car. Son, you and I are going to have a talk about masculinity and grooming one day real soon. It's a gun. And it shoots very real, very deadly bullets. So be quiet. Pluto, why are we here? Are there any strangers among us? Strangers? Do any of us look like strangers? Humans mostly look alike to me. Like ants. Or shoes. Shoes. Mm. No. No strangers. Has this area been disturbed? Is anything out of place? Well, I suppose you could say that elbow there is out of place. Is it? Uh, it really should be somewhere between a wrist and a shoulder, shouldn't it? Perhaps that, that's not what you were talking about. No. Probably. I'm not sure. Maybe. Not real helpful there, Pluto. There should be someone here. Someone? Can you be more specific, please? A human. How is that more specific? Ben, I got this, okay? Pluto, would it be a human you've seen before? Male, female, androgynous, anything? I don't know. Why is no one here? Is it possible the plants got to him? Hmm? Or her? Or, or them? Hmm? Oh, bother, is that the time? Uh, sorry, mustache. Bye! Get back here! <laughs> no good. Miss! If another of you tries that, you'll do it with a hole in your head. Got it? Your threats are unnecessary, Felonius. I need them here more than you do. No one will leave. So you're not content with probably killing off Donna, huh? You want to give us all up to the plants. I guess you are on their side. Ben, stop. Do you smell that? What do you smell, Lady of the Plants? Gertie, 
She's been here recently. You can smell her? Don't freak out. I noticed when Donna and I were trying to help her that she, she, Gertie, not she, Donna, had a distinctive smell, like lemons. Oh my god. Does that mean you speak plant? How do you say waiter in French? Garçon. Oh, very well, I get your point. Just remember, Felonius, we helped her. We may have a powerful friend. Or two. Oh, yes, sorry. Two. Is he a friend, though? Hmm. Good thought. One. Maybe two. Two. I did not lead them to you. What number of times must I repeat this point? I realize you're probably getting dizzy from all this jumping around, but we do need to quickly pop into the resort. Ooh, if you thought Mr. Souther's office at G2HQ was fancy, well, it is. But this one is even fancier. Like, way fancier. Uh, who's rummaging around out there? Hello? Hello, answer me. Who's there? Oh, hello, sis. It's just me, Dax. Eh? <laughs> and who is just me? Um, oh, uh, Aris. Uh, Mrs. Hello. <laughs> uh, I don't like people... Rummaging around outside your office. <laughs> no. Just in general. Oh. Oh. Well, never mind me, Dax. You know, I'm just there. There's a cleaning lady. I see. I don't generate dirt. Oh, well, then I'll be right quick, when I? Mm. Just, uh, just let me wave a damp cloth around and chuck a few bits of paper in the bin and I'll be orphan out of your room. Go on. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I was, I was going to say here, but... What's going on up there? I don't quite qualify, do we? Do you have any idea who I am? Oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm new here, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Now, <laughs> mm, right. Uh, so, considering the position of your office and the cost of your furniture, I'd say you're, uh, well, you're the big wheel of cheese at the end of the grocer's counter, aren't you? Hey, yeah, pennies enough to afford some decent shampoo anyway. Mmm, maybe a, a touch of hot oil. Mrs. Harris. Ada Harris, how do you do? <laughs> you don't expect me to shake that, I hope. Go on. This hand's been elbow deep in the back of the bleach most of the day. Won't do you no harm. No, thank you, Mrs. Harris. Harris? <laughs> oh, no, dear. <laughs> Harris. I assumed you dropped the A. Like what led me, darling, and never picked it up again. <laughs> now, don't you mind me, Dax, eh? Oh, my name's Harris. Ah, where sir? <laughs> Go about your work, Mrs. Harris. But hear this. You are never to be in this office, 
nor in my waiting room alone. If I'm not here, you are not here. Is that clear? Well, as you like, Dax. I'll just nip in with the hoover and be out in a tick. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you might want some of them fleshy, earmuffy, headphone sets. Hmm. I mean, this machine's a bit old and shriek if you don't get your, your teeth wobbling in your gums. <laughs> and I hope you're wearing a belt. Oh, I like It's bad days all around, I'm afraid. Because just at that moment, in Pod Bay 3... Oh, I think I threw up hard enough to give myself weplyash. Oh, next time, I'll stick some Pepto-Bismol in my pocket first. Oh, what a mess. Ooh, a mopping bucket. That's super handy. You've been listening to Lee Shackelford as Pluto, Kevin Hall as Felonius and Greg, Bonnie Brantley as Donna and Jesse, Erie Alexander as Julie, Aaron Clark as Ben, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Mrs. Sheffield as Mrs. Aris, Eric Perry as Southers, Dr. Von Habesetzer, and Howard, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Emily, Richard Cowan as Leet, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome and Tiberius, June Clark Eubanks as The Albatross, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, and me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator, and also as the microwave and the fridge. Thanks to Anne Sloan of Carlotta Botox for the smoking ruin cocktail idea. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Our music is by John Faley. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. If you enjoy the show and want to support it, we'd love to have you as a patron. Go to patreon.com slash oz9podcast, all one word. Until next time, space monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Oh, you rolled a one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 